Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. Why did you say that, and this is a huge thing, uh, people give millennials a bad rap and they say they're very flaky and, you know, they're fighting. And I don't think so. Yeah. Talk, talk about that. Cause um, I mean, there's a lot of data now where that's I- indicating compensation is not even the highest value for them of just like, Oh, throw me another six, seven figure salary and, you know, catered lunches and vacation. And that's not really the thing that's driving them. Can no, you talk because that's all stuff. Yeah. That's just stuff. That's at the, that's at the very bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. Let me give you more food. Well, I'm full more food. Oh, okay, but I'm still full, right? right. And, and let me give you some more perks. Those perks have nothing to do with the fact that, man, I just want to belong to something, yeah. right? I want you to tell me when I'm doing a good job. But more importantly, I also want to tell you, you want me to tell you when I'm not doing a good job so I can be better, right? And man, make my work mean something. Yeah. And, and that's where I think we're going to start to struggle when we start to move into this task-based, just get work done. It's not really meaningful, right? It's not connected to the human connection of why am I getting these tasks done? So we've got to be real careful as we tread down that line. Can you, uh, as we're wrapping up, can you speak a little bit to kind of your current work's importance and why you are, you know, why you're going to deploy the future into that? Because I mean, I know you're going into the marital, but even with the wealth management and then or do you plan on writing more books? Cause I, it's, I'm sorry, this book is, is good, man. Like <laughs> it's, I mean, they might, you're like, my next books are going to be about marriage. I mean, I, I no, handle it, but I'm just, I'm wondering because if, if you really gave a good voice to it and I'm not joking, like I've coached general managers and people who run businesses on a lot of the things that you share in there and if they cool. find it very useful. So you took something and demystified it and condensed it into a great form. So what, what are the plans for you writing wise and kind of like why you pick the, the current business importance that you're working on? So I've got a handful of ideas, you know, floating around on some Google docs of just, I think demystifying this 40 hour work week, you know, systems around innovation, just really thinking about again, problem solving, um, you know, my, my new thing right now is, you know, F ordinary, be extraordinary. And so that may be the title of the next one, because I don't think we can be extraordinary leaders, husbands, business owners, fathers, mothers. We can't do that if we're just ordinary. Right. And so my, my, my big calling for the world is let's, let's, let's be extraordinary. Right. Let's not accept ordinary. And so uh, so those are, that's the writing thought process. You know, I'm knee deep, going to be knee deep in a lot of school and writing papers. So I'll be in that process. Cool. But, uh, you know, I travel the, the world giving keynotes around building culture and really leveraging people to maximize your business without taking advantage of those people, right? And so I get a lot of feedback that's, you know, I, I just did a talk to 500 entrepreneurs in D.C., and um, I think they bought 250 books and I hand signed all 250 books and there was still a line, which meant at least 250 people took the time to stop and say, 
man, this is, I connected, I, I heard, I listened. Um, and that's my next, that's my next chapter, man. I, I want to go speak to more four, fourth graders that are in leadership positions. I love it. I love that. I love it. It's, it's very noble work. Um, I thank you for your contribution to pouring into the next generation of leaders is super important because of the, the lack of connection. People are, are almost being objectified and just seen as, you know, the necessary evil, like they got to get through that person, just deliver the task for me. So I love the fact of how you've even the way you wrote the book, it's personalized. You share these anecdotal stories. You, you're to the point. It just wasn't filled with a lot of fluff. I mean, I, I literally, my wife was like, what are you, you're reading that again? It's like, yeah, I'm going through because there's a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a connector for a lot of, you condensed a lot of other books that are out and put it into a very usable and practical, practical methodology that you know, people can activate with their teams. And of course the title is compelling. And of course I'm big on color because we're in the Northwest where it gets gray a lot. <laughs> I got my orange book, it's gonna <laughs> feel a certain way, the psychology of color, right? That's right. Um, any last thing you wanna tell the audience about where to find you and um, how to get involved with what you're working on currently, all, all those great things. Uh, really easy to find, I'm at patelokc.com. Uh, if your listeners, if they're driving and they can't remember that, they can uh, surely remember brownguywithglasses.com. If they can't remember that, they can hit me up at brownguywithafunnyname.com. And uh, if you're watching this and that's still hard to remember, you can always find me at brownguywithabeard.com. I love it. <laughs> serious. I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, listen, I'm not, I'm not, my book isn't designed to be a pamphlet. A lot of business books are, are brochures to get into the C-suite, to the decision makers, and I want to sell you a bunch of services. So I have nothing for your, your audience to buy, right? I, I'm, I'm not here to sell. And, um, and I think that brings a level of, look, man, I'm just going to tell you how it is, right? I'm a little league coach that doesn't get paid any money for being a volunteer to little league coach, right? Those coaches show up because they love kids and they love the sport and they want to give them that gift. I'm, I'm doing the exact same thing. My it. little league is just business and C-suite. That's the world I play in. I love it. Why did you, out of curiosity, why did you pick fourth grader? You said that fourth grader. I, there's a lot of, that's my background is education. So that fourth grade is very pivotal. So I thought it's interesting that you said the fourth grader inside. Yeah. Why, why fourth grade for you? What? Well, statistically, fourth grade, you know, fourth and fifth grade, Fifth grade is where you decide if you're going to go to college or not, believe it or not, yeah. right? So you've got to really build up to that point of why, why, why do you want to go to college? And is that valuable? And let's, let's do it, right? And fourth grade really sets a standard of that, that at that age, you're starting to believe in yourself and you're starting to believe in you as a person. And if somebody soul crushes you in that moment, they destroy your life for a long time. It takes a long time to overcome that. And so for me, that, that fourth grade window of, um, you know, I had a teacher who didn't really believe in me. And I had my parents who said, you make all A's. And I just worked, I worked so hard and I got crushed. And so I now try to speak to that fourth grader and other people and go, we can go do this, right? That was the past, you know, that baggage is baggage. We all got some baggage. Let's leave it right there at the door and let's plan the new future. It's good. I love it. That, the, and then the last thing I will ask you since you brought it up is, what are your feelings on college? Uh, I think it's 
yeah, I think it's Thomas Sowell that kind of broke down um, the, it, he was the first time where I, I read when I was studying economics about how he was talking about that there are degrees that add economic value and then there are those that are not so much. And a lot of people, they get frustrated because they might pick pathways that they feel should be important, but then the market is not saying the same thing. And then they're mad at the world. Can you kind of speak to kind of the person right now who's like, okay, I'm thinking about school, I'm thinking about more school, but can you help demystify a little bit of, of sometimes they might pick something that might not be as profitable. And I'm not saying that money's the, but if they want to have a family and they want to build a life in a future, it, it, they might want to consider that. Can you speak a little to that? Well, I'll just speak from my own experience. And that is um, my college experience gave me foundation to build other things. Yes. So though I'm not a sixth grade science teacher, I take so many of those concepts to the world that I live in. And so was it for not? Absolutely not. Right. And did I know going in that I was maybe not raise a family? I had no clue that that's what it was going to be like, but I pivoted and that's okay. And the world needs teachers. So I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. And the world needs people who can just think freely. The problem is, like you said, the market may not pay what they think it's worth. So that's okay. Pivot to where you are bringing enough value, right? And then you got yourself success. It's a real simple formula, right? Yes. It's a real simple formula. If I can solve a problem you have and it's worth something to you, I just created a business. I love and it. the degree really, for me, a college degree says I can study on my own. I can live on my own. I can be accountable. I can. So do I care what degree you have if you came to work for me? No. But having that degree says, hey, look, I, I can set a goal and I can reach this goal. That you endured a process. You were I did. Right? master's degree says man you, you can be a self-thinker right yeah. you show up with a doctorate man you have original ideas that's all those things mean to me right and so just because you have a degree in you know basket weaving and you go well i can't find a job basket weaving what skills did you learn that you can apply and go to work doing something that you never thought was related to basket weaving right and it may be farming for materials that are, you know, more sustainable in the basket world. You know, it, you, could, you could pivot this whole, so many ways, right? Yeah, I love it. Um, thank you, Peach. My, this bet, my friend, no problem. Your tribe, love your work. An Entrepreneur's Guide to Creating a Culture That Matters. This book, um, Timeless. What year did you write this in anyway? Uh, it came out uh, 2017, I believe. 2017, still hitting for 2021 beyond. Really take time to dig into this, um, share it with others. I would buy some copies for some other people because clearly he didn't come on here to sell a book. He didn't tell me, oh, I, I got to have a pitch. I got to have a pitch. He just came and he just had a heart that was generous to give. But I say add value in your own life by getting a copy of the book. Buy about five copies for some others that you know, gift it to them, especially around this time of the year. What a great gift to create some discussion and add some value to people who you know are in leadership roles or people who are even starting out their own uh, companies. So thanks for sharing with the CEO of Destiny Audience. I really appreciate your time. I value your work. 
definitely will be checking out things, future projects that you're engaged in. Hope to see more writing, especially around leadership and around that 40. I mean, that the, the thing you shared about the week and showing people how to be a great estimator of their time. You got a lot. There's a science there that <laughs> you just gave us the tip of the iceberg. But I think there's a lot of intensives you could bring people through that will really be helpful to them because we have tremendous waste happening and people not feeling that fulfillment and the frustration of saying, man, I gave so much time, but the return that I'm getting is, is smaller. So yes, um, thank you for your time. Thank you for the value that you contribute to the world. And we wish you the best and say, God bless you, sir. Thank you, Andre. I appreciate you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.